All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Basketball Hour with Bob and Sully. We got a post-trade deadline episode for you guys. A lot to talk about. How you guys doing? Doing good today. Good. How yourself? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, a lot of trades happened the other day. This this trade deadline felt like a fantasy football trade deadline where everyone's just making moves to make moves. Making moves to make moves. I was at work just not even looking at my computer. I was just on Twitter, like, refreshing Woj, refreshing uh There was a point where Woj was just rattling off, like, every... 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, I know. He was, on, he was on rapid fire. fire. I was on the edge of my seat. GMs are playing 2K this year. <laughs> he's like the best at his job. He's like, the, you talk about the goat of goats, like Brady or Jordan. It's Woj. I think he's I, the gold standard. I don't know. Shams has kind of yeah, come Shams up on is, him, though. I, I was just going to like say, a I think LeBron's. we need to have an honest discussion about Woj versus Shams because I still think Woj is, is, is top guy. But, I mean, Shams is right there. He's catching up to him. They were, they were like 30 seconds apart on some trades. It's really... It's really a race of two people. Yeah, yeah. Battles of two. I feel like Woj only focuses his energy on, like, certain kinds of trades. And I think Shams reports, like, everything. Even yeah. some of the shit that people don't even care He's about. Hungry. You know what hungry. I mean? Hungry dogs run faster. I think it's funny <laughs> to pay attention to the wording of the tweets, right? So, there was the one tweet, the, the, the Philly the Philly trade, the Philly dumb Clippers trade. Uh, Shams tweeted out like he 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 got too excited and he said L.A. and Philly has agreed to a trade and he didn't say what it was. I guess he was gathering his horses still and as he was doing, but he got that out first. But then Woj came in with the details. Oh my god! With the actual Woj players, got the <laughs> some some intern got fired over yeah. that. No way they're tweeting that shit out themselves. They have interns or something. Like- Did you see that they had a a cam a camera on Shams? No. Yeah. Yes. There was, a, there was a Shames camp. Like a live a, feed? I swear to God. There was a live feed of Shames and he was just at a big-ass table by himself just on his phone. That's just, all he was just doing. Just gathering sources and fuck? shit. And he had a few phones, you know. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. You know he's got right. a couple phones out there. <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah, there was there was the Shames camp. I'm going to tune in next year. I didn't I did yeah, this interesting. Deadline. We're going to have a, a, Sully, a Bob and Sully cam next year. Yeah, we should. Just reacting to every trade, <laughs> every, de- every uh, deadline deal. The, the Knicks and Mavericks got things off to a hot start. We talked about that trade last week on this this podcast. But Dennis let, Smith Jr. went for a career high, and he also that. threw that alley oop to Jordan off the backboard. Yeah, yeah, that was stupid. He's re- he's ready to. I think that's to a blossom. good situation for him. He's I gonna like be him. able to just unleash. You know, he's got fucking yeah. money, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, that's a good place. For Throwing him. down three sixties in game. Yeah, I'm surprised that they were like, "Yeah, screw it, we'll ride." Like I, we said last week, we thought Jordan was going. Yeah, to they're get riding with DeAndre. Yeah, huh? Guess so. They're obviously not hiring One Hanky thing I anytime did see, soon. No. The Knicks, I mean, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but I saw some people saying that, like, DeAndre Jordan's really good friends with uh, KD and Kyrie, and they're thinking, like, if they use him and they can re-sign him, then maybe that'll draw them to New York. Yeah, I wonder but his what contract's up after this year, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I don't know. That's that's an interesting plan. It's yeah. a plan. <laughs> they're, like, best friends from, like, playing on the Olympic team together and stuff. I don't okay. know. As we go through these trades, we're going to talk about a couple teams that are that didn't really do much that seemed to be banking on signing some free agents next next summer. So we'll have to factor it into their grades. But we're going to go through all of the trades from, from deadline week, even the not-so-sexy ones. So <laughs> uh, to start things off, we had the Blazers getting Rodney Hood, and they dealt Wade Baldwin, Sauce Castillo, Nick Stauskas, and two second-round picks, one for 2021, in 2023. So, so what was that about? So basically just the two seconds for Hood, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, well, we don't disrespect Cavs, Sauce. Yeah, the Cavs, the, the Cavs flipped Sauce. I think Sauce just wants to, to, to be everywhere. Every, he has to spread the Sauce throughout the he, league. He's trying to get 30 jerseys. Um, but the Rodney Hood pickup for the Blazers is kind of just – it's kind of the same exact move they've been making Every in the Lillard-McCullum yeah. era. Um, they just – they buy into those deep guards – Having a deep guard rotation. Yeah. Um, I will say that that the only thing that's a little different this year is that Nurkic really took a step forward and like they have a, a solid big body now. Yeah. But they have been the same team for a long time. Right. That's and what it's I mean. It's, like, it's going to be a lot of the same. I, I, I'm excited because I think that Lillard is going to have a lot to prove this postseason, but I, it's the same thing. It does team. every year, though. Yeah. They lost to the it. Pelicans, right, last year? Did the Pelicans win a series against them early in the playoff first round? The Pelicans had moved on to face the Warriors. Is that what they I think they the knocked the Blazers round? out. For, the Blazers had, like, a really good record last year, and yeah. then they fucking did yeah. nothing in the playoffs. 
So yeah. they probably want to get some redemption this year. Absolutely. But that was my biggest fear as a Sixers fan, becoming the Blazers, where we had yeah. these two pieces, and, and we'd just, be decent for a long time, right. but never really make the final step. Got to be yeah, That's got to be a hard team to support. Got to be very frustrating. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Dame is electric. McCollum's a... And even even dating back to like Lamarcus Aldridge and Brandon, Brandon Roy, Roy yeah. they've always just been like that two man. They've been on the cusp for yeah. twenty years or fifteen years. Uh, so yeah, not not a whole lot going on with that trade other than Portland just being Portland. Uh, the Lakers acquired Reggie Bullock for Sai Mahiluk and a twenty twenty one second round pick. That actually makes little to no sense. That yeah, I don't really. Is is he can shoot? I would rather um, him, wouldn't you, Svee? More upside there or no? Yeah, but I guess the Lakers are are really in this push to get into the post. Like I think it's I think they 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 will be very embarrassed if they miss the postseason, right? I guess Bullock. I think Bullock is a, a decent rotational piece, and he's probably more ready to contribute to a playoff team than Svi is right now. But Svi is young; he could shoot the lights out. But did they need to give up a pick? Like, is he that much better that it's worth? No, I mean, it's only a second, not. but you're still paying a premium. The thing that I thought maybe about that trade when I saw that it had happened was that like they were gearing up for life after all their young guys in the AD trade. Yeah. I thought maybe they were thinking like, all right, let's get a three and D guy in here yeah, before, we, before we yeah. trade everyone for yeah, AD. They did. They did let Beasley go though. So there's some, some rotational minutes to go around that. Yeah, I guess yeah. they figured right. try to get that eight seed, seven seed. Yeah, I could see that. All right, moving on our Philadelphia 76ers <clears throat> acquired Malachi Richardson and the rights to Amir, uh, proud, Prozik, I'm just going to say that. I don't know how the hell that name's pronounced. Uh, the, the draft rights to to a, uh, an international player, plus a 2022 second round pick, and the Raptors get cash consideration. So I'll spare you guys having to recap this one, and I'll take it for you. I'm a Syracuse fan. I was really pumped for this, and that that six hours was my favorite era in Sixers history, the Malachi Richardson era. So we'll just, we'll just scroll on to the next. And draft. we'll say this though. I will say this about about that deal. Very boring deal, right? There's no, there's no, um, there's no like show there. But moves like that, buying a second round pick just because somebody else doesn't want it, those are moves we haven't made. Just acquiring since we got assets. rid of Sam Hankey. Yeah, and there's moves that you know that second round pick could be useful eventually. What did Malachi right. ultimately become, Ennis? Did we flip him? No, we waived. I think we waived, waived him. him. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Maybe, did maybe. we use that second in any other trades or no? Not yet, I don't think. No, I don't oh, think so. Yet. We got the second out of it. Yeah, yeah we can. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, we got it in the yeah. war chest. All right, so the Suns traded Ryan Anderson for Tyler Johnson and Wayne Ellington, and subsequently waived Wayne Ellington. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. So they yeah, basically yeah. turned Ryan Anderson's five hundred million dollar salary into Tyler Johnson, who's who's also got a, a big salary too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not Ryan Anderson big though, is it? A little bit smaller, but it's pretty big. It's interesting, too, because they were in the market. You heard, you know, all week leading up to the deadline that the Suns have been, you know, de- desperate to acquire a point guard. Um, Tyler Johnson has some playmaking ability. I wouldn't classify him. He's not a pure one. He's a right. combo, He's a combo guard, guard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and that's kind of what they've built Booker into being, too. So, it's interesting yeah. to have two Doesn't different. Doesn't make sense. It, almost Gary Harris, Jamal Murray-esque. Uh, we'll yeah. see how that goes. Maybe they're going to try and use him as a point guard. They're desperate for more. a one, the Suns, man. Like, they've been really struggling to get a point guard for a long time. And that's that's a move. I, like, this year, obviously, that move means nothing. I guess they're hoping that next season uh, they can build a team around. Yeah, yeah but you almost would have expected them to try and get, like, your guy Jeremy Lin or somebody like that. Right. Like, a really acquirable guy at the somebody, deadline. Yeah, just somebody who can that. help Booker a little bit. I actually had just seen that. Um, just to touch on this real quick, Jeremy Lin did say that if there was a team out there that could give him a larger role, he would request a buyout from the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. So I don't think the Sixers are necessarily that. Um, no, probably not. Because he averages 19 minutes per game right now. TJ averages 20. So I don't think one minute is going to move the needle for him. No. Um, yeah, but what, would we give him more, though, if it wasn't TJ? Like, like find like fit places for him elsewhere? Maybe give him 25. Like, is that, does that yeah, move well, the needle? I wonder now that we have Ennis and John. Yeah, Simmons. yeah, I agree. Where do, you, where do you guys think the Heat's head was at in that trade? Dump, dump, dump salary, right? Yeah. Anderson probably has, what, a year left? Let me look up their contract. Yeah, that's, it has to be money related. Yeah. There's no basketball reason to make this deal. Because if Anderson has more than just this year left, that doesn't make any sense. Unless you can just get off the book sooner than Tyler. Yeah, that, it's got to be. Yeah, there has to be some some upgrade in that. Salary dump. Um, no, he's got. 
another year left after this year. Twenty-one million next year. Holy shit! And what's Tyler Johnson make next year? Because I get it from, I get it from the Suns' perspective. For they, sure. they got rid of two salaries. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson makes nineteen. Holy shit! I didn't know he made that much money. So basically, it was just like a, it's a wash. Yeah. They cut two million dollars in salary. Unless not really. A, it's a yeah. huge win. Yeah, it's a it's a good deal for the Suns. Yeah, weird, weird from the Heat though. Um, I think the Heat. Honestly, do you want to hear my perspective from the Heat? That I think this is probably what it is. Sure, it's a it's a it's a wash salary rise, right? Yeah, and you you dump Johnson and Ellington for a plus minus disaster and Ryan Anderson. Why would you do that? To right? lose, I don't know. To, to lose, they, to you, tank? you get get yeah. into the lottery, baby. Yeah. Tank for Zion, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of teams are doing that this year. Like it's hard, key. though, because no one uh, – everybody learned from Hinky's mistake about just flat out admitting it. Yeah. So we have no – we're going to have to play guessing games on yeah. who's tanking a, and who th- just sucks. I think that's a sneaky tank move. All right, moving on. So the Pelicans traded Wesley Johnson – and I'm sorry, yeah, Wesley Johnson for Markeith Morris and a 2023 second-round pick. Yeah, I, I don't know. Weird. I'm not, I'm not They have four Markeith Morrises already. Why? Yeah. Why get another? Well, I guess they traded Miritich, so right. But what? what like they're essentially similar Rand- players. Randall. Any deal that the Wizards yeah, are involved in, similar. I'm just going to immediately question. Yeah. So what the hell are they thinking? Get, Who's take, that? The Wizards? No, the Pelicans. Oh. Take me inside Del Demps's brain. What is their? Well, I think a part of him probably thinks, all right, maybe I'm not going to trade AD. I'm going to just I rock think, with yeah. this team, so let me get a player that's serviceable. But it's just a weird position because they're already so deep in that front court area. You know what I mean? I right. Just, but if it was like a guard, like a, like a wing, that would have made a little more sense to me. Why not just keep Miritich and not trade for Morris? That's a good and question. cost yourself a, a second-round yeah. pick. That's a good question, yeah. <laughs> what did they get from Miritich? We'll have to uh, we'll, 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 we'll get to, to that later that. on in the it's list. A, it's, but. It's, such a, it's just a very lateral move. It doesn't move you in one direction it's or the other. It felt like just a move just to make a trading yeah. order. Yeah. Yeah. This is the fantasy football trade. Yeah. This is like just, just to do it. Just for fun. Trading, yeah. Like you, everybody's making moves. You feel left out. You're like, ah, fuck it. I'll make a move. Also, like Markeith Morris, I know... He isn't that he he's he, I like him, but like he's not Marcus Morris. You know no, what I mean? It no. doesn't, right. It doesn't elevate you in a in a in the way that. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's work. who he thought he was getting. Maybe it could be. <laughs> yeah. Could be. He he was on the phone with something about the Saints, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll take Marcus Morris." Yeah. Send him Marquise. What was that trade earlier in the year where the wrong Brooks was included? Oh, that's that was what this unreal. was, I think. Dylan and Marshawn. Somebody was like, "Hey, hey, uh, Dell, we can get Morris." Like, that okay, great trade, yeah. right? Yeah. Dylan Brooks and Marshawn Brooks or something like that. Yeah, that's that what, a, that I think that's what happened up. here. All right, so in another head-scratcher, the Bulls acquired Otto Porter for Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis. I like this trade for the Wizards. So the Wizards are getting Parker and Portis. Why do you like it for them? Okay, so Porter's contract has two more years left, close to $20 million. They get that off the books. Yeah, that helps. And then Portis and Parker are both expiring after this year. Well, I think... Parker's a team option, and they'll probably turn that down. Uh, yeah, but now they have the rights to Bobby Portis, who I like a lot. Yeah, Portis is, and I think they're probably going to they're probably going to re-sign him. He's going to for a lot cheaper than Porter. Yes, yes, he's probably going to be a piece that they rock with going forward. I think. Yeah, I mean they're in cap hell right now. I yeah. would say I like it for the Wizards, but what the Wizards are going to end up doing is re-signing both of them yeah. and strapping themselves <laughs> cap wise again. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would be a really like, wizard. Well, they move, have to yeah. be all in like for this, the rest of the Wall era because yeah, you're right. I mean. Talk about weird stories. Porter's Porter's a nice sell for Chicago because he is enough of a name and good enough that you can sell it to the fans. But it's also like you just he'll sell tickets while they can still tank. Why did you get that contract? Yeah, he's not gonna like add any wins to that shitty team. No, but I I think the the my favorite piece in the whole trade is Portis. I like him a lot. I would like Portis on a good team. It's a shame. But let's say Porter gets you three more wins and costs you Zion. Well, that would then suck. this becomes yeah. a very shitty trade. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. So uh, it's kind of weird. This move was kind of weird for me. Um, but let's dive into that John Wall story for just a second. How do you tear your Achilles in your house? That's... I've never heard of a person doing that. No, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's you... like a serious injury to be doing at home. Like, like I remember I Ken he... Griffey back in the day, like, fell and broke a finger. That makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, or like 100 like pence. tearing Achilles at the house? What I, are you doing? I that's think a it was thick something tendon. that was strained, and, and they had... I think the medical staff is what screwed this up. I think they botched it. I think he tried to play through an injury that he shouldn't have been playing through, and, and it was weak, like, so that 
Yeah. Achilles was just waiting the rupture. Now, the other thing too is like you got to think about it from a wall perspective and a, and a wizard's perspective. They're married to each other for the next four years. Right. So if the wizard's medical staff messed something up, or if wall messed something up, leave a bad taste in their mouth. All right, let's just I mean? say that you heard it in your house. You know what I mean? Oh, so you think it's bullshit? I think there's. I think it's a possibility. I mean, it would bullshit. definitely make sense. But let's just for, you know, for the fun of speculation, how do you tear an Achilles at home? Get out of Chasing the dog in the yard. Yeah, think, they should have come up with know. a better. Yeah, I don't know. Like. I don't know. Cause Play, like playing fetch with the dog. Yeah, doing housework. Like <laughs> I mean, just fucking hire someone to do that. Yeah. That's like Larry Bird like redoing his, his mom's driveway. pavement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, throwing crazy. this back <laughs> <laughs> That's right. such a bizarre story. Like, if you saw someone doing that in the NBA today, like, oh yeah, he's in, he's he hurt his back that? working on his mom's concrete. Remember do you remember when Hunter Pence was still on the Astros, I believe? He was like running to the bathroom from his hot tub and he was all wet and slipped and oh. fell through like, you know how some showers have glass doors? Yeah. He fell through the doors of the shower and was like <laughs> had like a big ass cut on his arm and he missed like six games or something. I don't know if anything compares to Plexigo Barra shooting himself in the nah. leg. Yeah. That's, that's definitely that's an all time. Right? At least you can't lie about that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not a lot you can hide from there. I forgot about that. That was fucking crazy. All right, so let's move on to a move I actually liked. Uh, the Kings got yeah, Harrison. The Kings got Harrison Barnes uh, from the Mavericks for Justin Jackson and Zach Randolph. I love this for the Kings. I yep. think the, the Kings have a a outside of Fox, right? Just talking about the uh, shooting guard and small forward position. You, you rotate Heald, Bogdanovich, um, Harrison. I liked Shumpert, but I think Barnes over Shumpert probably slightly. Um, they just have a good rotation of Barnes wings. too. You can play honestly. You can play him at the three or four. I think they did that for stretches in yeah. his first game with with uh, Willie Cauley Trill at the five. I think the plan for them is to try and re-sign him too. They don't really have a ton of money committed anywhere. Yep. You know what I Probably mean? Like a lot a of younger deal. guys. They might, yeah, like I agree. Thing is with them though that I I would think would have made a little sense at this deadline. Maybe trade in one of those younger guys, one of those young bigs, because they really are jammed up in the front. You look at. I you think know, they want to make the playoffs, though. I think they're really trying. I think yeah. they're going for it. Yeah, I think they would rather just let Willie Cauley Stein walk. Yeah. And get another yeah. half a year out yeah. of him. Yeah. Because they, cause I they think have in their minds it would be okay, half a year of Willie Stein, Stein if we can get the seven seed. Or like a pick have, that's not going to really do much. They have right. Stein, Giles, Bagley. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I guess you can figure maybe Giles can. Uh, you know, this could be like a, a time to a evaluate too who you want to yeah. stick stick with. You know, right? What I mean? Yeah, they might not be ready to choose. Yeah. That makes sense. But, but I, I do hope Fox gets into the playoffs. Oh, I love dude, watching Fox. I, he's, he, one he's one of my electric, one of my favorite yeah. players to watch in the league, man. Now Barnes makes a shit ton of money, mm-hmm. and I think this change of scenery is going to help. I think the the Dallas fans were just over him. Yeah, because yeah. I think like and he was he was old news, right? You got Luca in town now. KP, KP, yeah, I mean, they're like fuck him. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't doing much for them and i think they want to tank too he's always going to be like you know he's a he's that you know third option at the at the worst fourth option at the i think he's good but like he's not worth 25 mil i think the thing is in the nba like with contracts if you're getting paid more than you're really worth it makes the expectations so much higher from like the fans and everything you know what i mean yeah yeah signing players to bad long-term deals is like it's the worst not, thing you can do that in one summer man teams are still paying for was it the summer of 2016 yeah, to be that, fair though yeah. like there was some upside with barnes right being that option on the um warriors i think people thought yeah. he would grow he maybe would, would get maybe a blossom better. a little bit blossom like, a little they were bit hiding some potential role. being on right, that team was that right. like the summer et got paid it was like et chandler alan parsons Crab. alan yeah. crab guys are just million. getting yeah. paid man that's when the sailor cap jumped i believe and barnes looked a lot better because of the warriors effect Exactly. He was shooting wide open shots yeah. every time he touched the ball, and then he got to Dallas. He was the guy. He wasn't open anymore. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually like this for the Mavs too because they shed a big contract. Oh yeah. They got a nice long term piece who could be a, a right. good role player in Justin Jackson. I think they're uh, a um they're going to be a popular destination this summer. I think Mavs guys are going to come yeah. to Dallas free agents. Yeah, for sure. The chance to play with KP and Luca is right. And even ridiculous. if you don't land a, a star this year. I think Luca has at least has um, given off the impression where, you know, if you play with Luca, you know he's going to find you. You're going to make you better. Yeah, he'll make you a little bit better. They've basically reset their cap situation and roster outside of KP and Luca. Oh yeah, getting rid of DeAndre. If they just want to offer one or two year deals this summer and wait for them to you know play together to attract that star, they have a a, a good amount of optionality going forward. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely for sure. And what's like? What do you think the gap is between Justin Jackson's ceiling and Harrison Barnes right now? Um, I don't know. I uh, Barnes is definitely see, better. 
Yeah. But Jackson, I think, could be a, a serviceable piece. You know I would have I mean? liked like, to see contribute. Jackson be a little bit better at this point. Yeah. Um, He's if, already if been If you would have asked me that when years. he came out, I would have told you I'm probably close. Um, but I think there's still a chance. Also, yeah. the Kings hasn't historically been a great place for young players to develop. Uh, Fox is kind of... Yeah, the first one breaking yeah. that mold. Healed, I guess too. I mean, he's he was he on was the on Lola for what a year, right? yeah. but he's he's come alive. So hopefully, yeah, I, I would love to see Justin Jackson become something. I loved him at um North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm thinking it might just be a little bit less crowded in Dallas, give him more of a chance to yeah. to develop. All right, let's move on to the next trade here because we've got about a hundred to get through. Rockets Kings. So. Yeah, Rockets, was... Kings, Cavs. There's a hundred players involved in this, so I'll just go through it. The Rockets got Iman Shumpert, Stauskas, and Wade Baldwin were also part of this deal. Uh, the and the Rockets also got a 2021 second round pick. The Kings got Alec Burks and a 2020 second round pick. The Cavs got Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, a 2019 first and a 2022 second. So a lot to unpack there. Yeah, this is a this is a textbook flip on Cleveland's part. Right. I'll say one thing though about this trade for the Kings. I do like them adding Burks. Yeah, definitely. Because good. if you look, you know they got they've got Heald already. They've got Bogdanovich, and then you throw him in there. That just deepens that that um that position for them. I think for they're sure. making the push, man. Yeah, I don't think their roster is is solid. They, they want to get their guys some playoff experience. I think. Yeah, that'll be huge okay. for them. As young as they are, you know, getting in there. Yep. I think, think Shumpert is is a big deal for Houston too. He's an athletic one. Yeah, he'll fit in there, and I think Cleveland even. You know, to add those picks is good for them being yeah, the position they're Schumper in. Jumper can go th- in indeed. And I also think Chris, maybe he's got some chance to develop in Cleveland. There's going to be minutes there for him. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, been, that, he's been underwhelming thus far, yeah. but he's still re- really young, like 23, 24. Yeah, I agree. Now, who's first did the Cavs get? The Rockets? I have no idea. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure they used that second they got along with Stauskas and Baldwin to acquire it, which is pretty solid. Uh, GMing. Adding yeah. a first for them is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Because God, they are terrible. Yeah. So yeah. that's <laughs> was the second of about six times Stauskas and Baldwin were traded together. Yeah. He so probably just stopped that. checking his phone at some point. Stauskas, like, oh, yeah, right. he's like, call me tomorrow. Yeah. When I tell me where to end go. Up on a team. Yeah, <laughs> Once you figure it out, let me know. So the Rockets then flipped both of those Baldwin and Stauskas to the Rockets. I mean, to the Pacers for a second round pick. Yeah, that's just, you know, classic Maury. Classic Daryl Maury doing just what he Just one does. of those administrative yeah. moves, just kind of getting them off the, off it's a, the book. It's a half-back dive, get a couple yards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now to a trade we mentioned earlier. The Pelicans traded Nikola Miritich for Jason Smith, Stanley Johnson, and a second. So I'm assuming Jason Smith either already got waived or is about to get waived. Uh, yeah. That or he's going to be the or know, end of the bench. sit on the end of the yeah. bench. Um, now, d- this trade and the next trade is really going to affect the Eastern Conference, right? Yeah. Um, so the Bucks getting Miritich is pretty big for them. Yeah, so, uh, that d- makes sense. Let me them. just start by saying I think the pr- price to get Miritich uh pretty ridiculously low. Good on the Bucks for pouncing on that. Absolutely. Yeah, like that was um, a really like really smart risk to take. Like. Right. I think it it gives them the, the problem Giannis has, right? Is the same problem Ben has. You need to surround him with shooters. Shooting, yeah. Yep. Um, oh, he's a sniper. So the more shooters you have, the better it is. Uh if if you want to look at it from a perspective of of Sixers fans, uh, this move does nothing for me, right? He's either has to if he plays power forward, he has to stick Tobias Harris, uh, not happening. Yeah. If he plays center, he has to stick Embiid, not I happening. Also not yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now with the bench pieces, if he comes off the bench, you can leave Simmons out there. Some you know, there's a you can hunt mismatches with him. Yeah, I don't think it does much for our matchup against them, but it definitely helps them yeah. hang on to. I think I think the way they play too, they play like. The Bucks is like almost every possession this season five out, like right. uh, yeah. outside the arc. They really spread it, and he fits that mold. Because I think in the East, it's really important to get one of the top four seeds. That way, you only have to end up playing two of the yeah. top, top four. Uh, yeah, I think Miritich is an excellent regular season player, and I think that acquiring him really helps them in the hunt of getting that mm-hmm. number one seed. Because they're they're one or two right now with uh, Toronto. Uh, I think those are probably the two teams that are going to finish one and two, yeah. just because Budenholzer is a really good regular season coach. Um, they just have a lot of things going. Now, obviously, playoffs are a different beast, but I think that really helps them in cementing right. home court. One thing in that trade too, I think for the Pelicans, like if you look at them for a really long time, 
they haven't had one interesting like wing prospect to develop. And Stanley Johnson is damn good at everything but shooting jump shots. If he figures that out, yeah. he, could, yeah. he, could, he could be a key piece for them in the future. For sure. That, that, that's kind of the only thing that makes sense about this for them. For the Pelicans. Yeah. That's what they should be doing. Like I They should be looking to get young guys for the future because AD's not staying, right? Yeah. No, you know what I mean? just so get a bunch should... of prospects yes. and hope a couple of them work out. Yeah. If I were them, I would have been way more active at the deadline in trying to just get rid of any money. Like I probably would have traded Randall. I would have probably tried to trade Solomon Hill and just added young guys. Yeah. Their, their approach to the deadline See, is I not what I expected. They kind of have, they have that, you know... The off chance that Davis returns, I guess they want to. They definitely have hope. Yeah, they have hope. You know what I mean? I feel like they're they're almost like it's almost like they have you know, you know, like cement tied to their their boots. It's been amazing how only do so much. How bad they've been in trying to put a team around him for so long. Yeah, really. Oh, it's How does that happen? It was like LeBron stint in Cleveland the first time. Yeah, like just put some fucking players around him. He'll stay. Something like. Yeah, they definitely waited way too long. Uh, Now. As you mentioned, this is Jane, a big one. another big trade that impacts the landscape of the East. Uh, the Grizzlies and the Raptors made a trade. The Raptors got Marcus Saul, and the Grizzlies got Jonas Valanciunas, Dillon Wright, CJ Miles, and a 2024 second round pick. So, obviously, big move for the Raptors, getting a brilliant playmaker who can score in the post. I will say, I, I don't, at this point, I'm not sure the gap between Valanciunas and Gasol. In, in the role that Valanciunas was in, right? He it's wasn't starting. Huge, right? I don't think the gap is that big. Nah. I will say, I think, I think where, I think the difference is, right? Like you said, Gasol is a bit of a playmaker. I don't yeah. think Valanciunas had that in nah, him. Yeah. I do think also, I think Gasol edges out Valanciunas on defense. I think Valanciunas is slightly better on offense at this point in his career. Yeah. But you have to think about it. So that first game with Gasol, they started Siakam and Ibaka at the four or five and brought Gasol off the bench. But was so, that because it was his first game, though? So right, that's but a still, point. to be able to but bring they, one of those three off the bench is a damn deep front court. So I, for sure, I think if they if you match up against the Sixers, I would I would want them to start Gasol right because if they start Siakam and Ibaka and then you bring in Gasol on going against the second unit, Bolden or Marjanovic, you know, Gasol's going to... That's barbecue chicken for Gasol, chicken yeah. For yeah, Gasol. for sure. So I think I think your hope almost is that they do start Gasol because that second unit Gasol killing, or Gasol killing those second units is what makes right. me nervous. I do think, like, come playoff time, though, I think this trade was, like, a direct trade for them to try to answer to Embiid. Like, I think oh, absolutely. That they just want Gasol yeah. to defend Embiid. Now, do you think do you think the loss of DeLon Wright and C.J. Miles hurts at all? I think that makes them a little thin. I like DeLon. A little right. bit thinner. I yeah. like, and I know Delon Wright. I know Fred Van Fleet maybe was taking a little yeah. bit from Delon Wright, but CJ Miles is a capable wing. Oh right? yeah, so I really good shooter. I think that's a. I actually think that's a brilliant trade for the Grizzlies because Gasol has what two more years on a big deal, and yep, Valanciunas yeah. expires this summer, so you can get that money off the table, then, right? Yeah, and you still have Wright, who's like a younger guy that you can you can keep it's, and build with, and even Miles yeah. is a veteran that you could keep and let stay around. Yeah, I agree. I think they should have traded Conley too, though. But I that think, contract's tough to I move. Think I like it for Memphis, and I see, I see the see the logic for Toronto. I see the yeah. logic for Toronto. I don't know how I'm going to grade the trade for Toronto, depending on how they use Gasol. But yeah. I see the the logic behind it. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, we can move on to the next trade. So the Grizzlies are involved in another one. So with they traded Avery Bradley, or they got Avery Bradley from the Clippers for Garrett Temple and Jermichael Green. This trade pisses me off. This is the, the oh. most aggravating trade in the world for me because I Te- think all three players are serviceable and should be on a good team. Could have all helped. three players are just going to yeah. be on a team that doesn't give a shit about this year. Yeah, um, Jermichael Green, I think, is awesome. He I think was a he guy would be- I would have loved Like if we didn't get Tobias. Yeah. He's a, yeah, nice, a sure. nice four that can stretch yeah. it. Uh, he plays defense. Avery Bradley, you know, we, we know what he can do from his Boston days. I don't uh, Being on the East Coast, I don't see much of him with L.A. I imagine he's largely the same player. Um, it's pretty Garrett much. Temple is a body that can defend, you yeah. know, hit hit open shots. That's what now it comes the, down to at this point, you know, teams like around the deadline that are looking to compete, just add in those wings that can defend, like yeah. Temple, Bradley, you know what I mean? I also don't understand the point of it for either team. I, I feel like both teams are trying to not be good this year. Dude, the Clippers team is crazy. It's so different now. Like, they literally have an entirely new team. So, yeah. Temple and... Uh, Green, I think, are expiring. Mm-hmm. So there, this is obviously a move to up. get 
yeah. a free agent next year. You mentioned it earlier. Clippers are going after yeah, a free you mentioned agent. That they're going to be one of the teams in play for the big names, the Clippers. Watch they're out my, for they're Durant, still my man. KD. Yeah, watch out for Durant. They're still my KD prediction. And then, um, I, yeah, I guess the Grizzlies just wanted Bradley for, I don't know, a succession plan to Conley, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, definitely kind of a strange move for them, but I kind of get it from the Clippers. Now, the Blazers tr- traded Scott That's, that's flip-flapped, I think. Yeah, The Blazers got scale and the Kings got Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, try- I was trying to figure that they out. They messed that up. So yeah. the Blazers and Kings swapped Caleb Swanigan and Scott LeBissier. I wish I knew uh, more about scale at this point <laughs> in his career, but to, to be honest with I don't you, really I don't... even know what to say about this. Yeah, all right. That's just like two young guys who aren't great. I don't know. Different yeah. positions. I guess they figure, hey, Maybe it's we a got need. this guy if you need. This guy, yeah, you that's need. like, like yeah, that was just like two projects. Like yeah. a so, project for a project. You right, know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm, so the Kings got Swanigan, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's a... I'm Good sure rebounder. He's, yeah, I guess they figure they can use him. I don't know if, if they either get... will play a ton. No, I mean, either. Team, right, yeah. yeah, I don't know, maybe depth at a certain... I'd have to look at their rosters to see yeah, if they were like, weak at somewhere else. He's been kind of a disappointment scale for where he was drafted. Yeah, I thought he was going to be better. I wish he was yeah. better now. Yeah. So, the Sixers boy, Mike Moose. Muscala, got traded again yeah. from the Clippers to the Celtics in exchange for Michael Beasley and Avika Zubac. Beasley was... Clippers to the Lakers, right? Waved. Yeah, Beasley was def- was waived. So, uh, swap for Zubac, Mascala straight up. I think it's a stupid trade for the Lakers it's because Zubac is young and has potential yes. still. Why would you dumb, do this? This is this is typical GM LeBron. Or I don't know if it's GM LeBron or the GM trying to appease. LeBron and they're weak. They're weak winning. at center too. Like yep. th- that's a position where they should be like, oh, Zubac is Zubac. What, third season, second season. He's twenty one. You'd be like, all right, yeah, let's develop him. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and he makes one point five yeah, million this year, one point nine next year. So Stupid. I guess did they think they weren't going to be able to resign him if they bring in free That's agents? That's a home run for the Clippers. Yeah, I Yo, think so. I'll tell you what, Jerry West was fucking dealing. Yeah, this he had a good deadline. deadline. Yeah, he had a great deadline. I, I, I still love, and we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll, I'll save my Jerry West rant. And let me just say this: you know, we're talking about Jerry West, the Clippers. Did you guys catch any of that Clippers Celtics game or see what happened? No, I seen Landry hit the fucking dagger. So they were losing by twenty eight, and they came back and raced a twenty eight point oh, lead I against the Celtics headline. to win. Landry Shamet was balling, baby. Yep. Really? Yeah, he had like oh I think God. eighteen, four for four from three. He Marcus, was he was hitting. Did you hear Marcus Morris after the game? What did he say? He said uh, they asked him about um, like the team, the team's chemistry, like you know the, on Boston. I, I believe, yeah, Marcus Morris. He said, yeah, yeah. you know, leads like that aren't blown off, and what you know really happens. And he said, you know, I look around the league and I see all these teams, you know, having fun, other benches having fun. It hasn't been fun here in a long time. Oh, he man. Said it, he said things need to change. I love it. Boston is a mess. I lo- love it. Love to see Boston yeah. in turmoil. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Hate to see it, man. It doesn't surprise me, though, because I feel like they just have so many strong egos on that team. Oh, yeah. Like, too many competing egos yeah, for think, that to work. I think, you know Kyrie, what I, mean? I think Kyrie, for all his talk of, like... He's out of his mind. Oh, I understand where LeBron was coming. It's like Kyrie still has no idea how to lead a I team. I think he's kind of, like... No, he's got an, his head up his ass. I think he's an yeah. underrated cancer to the locker room. Like, yeah. he doesn't get enough criticism he for it. He thinks he's the leader, and he knows, like, how to go about handling it and he very clearly does not yeah i mean to bob's point he's a dickhead in different ways than most people are comes off to me that he knows basketball he knows how to win but he doesn't know people People, yeah yes like i don't think he knows how to interact and like lead yeah like he'll say he knows how to like don't get me wrong he's great and he knows how to win he's a really good player but i just don't think that he has those leadership qualities i feel like he just plays and expects people to like just do what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without yes. like actually yeah, yeah. For sure. interacting. And I think the crux of it too is I don't think Stevens is that vocal type of. Uh, no, he people. seems I like, think a, he's bit like of a, a quiet X and O's kind of guy. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Think, uh, exactly. Quiet X's and O's. He knows what did what he's doing on paper, but the the you know emotional in the locker room type of stuff that goes. You know who they could really use is Brett Brown. Hey man. Yeah, I don't think Stevens right. is the best so like, much, leader. So much for Brett Stevens being the best coach in the NBA, huh? Right. And that was the knock, or that was not knock. That was the story after the like Celtic the consensus, Sixers. Yeah, I, I want last year. I want Boston this postseason. I want. Them I want them bad. I want Boston. This I think we could beat because we were right so there, I, honestly, in a lot of those games that yep. we that we lost. Simmons is way better, and Bead's way better. We have Harris. We have Butler. 
Reddick's going to be 50 times more Tatum open. doesn't look like yes. Durant this year like he did yeah. last no. year. You know that mean? was weird. How the hell did he – Because it was because, like, no Kyrie, no Hayward. He had such a chance to just yeah. yeah. And now he's trying to fit in and find those shots. Yeah. And it's way see, different. And you yeah. see him taking those, you know, ISO Stupid Kobe shots. Yeah. Those shots exactly. that he was getting last year, he kind of had to. This well, year, he did train with Kobe in the offseason. Which yeah. is hilarious. I love it. Kobe, imagine Kobe yeah. subliminally tanking the Celtics. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's go on to Oh, the, here we go. The biggest trade of the offseason. Mr. Fultz. Of the deadline, Mr. I think. Mr. Fultz. So the Sixers dealt Markel Fultz to the Orlando Magic for a protected first-round pick and a second-round pick. So this was the pick we traded away, right? Didn't we Yeah, didn't we, we got this, this pick? pick back. We traded it for that guy. Grant? Passing we traded it with the Grant For the rights deal? to Alessius Pasheshniks. Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, Fultz is gone. Also, I, I think this is interesting because it's it's the top 20 protected OKC pick, right? So we had a similar trade with the Mavericks, I believe it was, where when we traded Jeremy Grant. Or no, I'm sorry. When we Nerlens traded Nerlens Noel. Noel, we got a top 18 protected pick. And turns if it didn't convey, seconds. it turns into two seconds. So it's I the think same this will deal, convey. I don't think the Thunder think will be top 20 this year. I think it will convey, yeah. Yeah, I think the Thunder are going to be a really higher seed. So I think, I think we'll get that in the, the mid-20s, and then we have two picks in the first five of – Second round. My only critique on this trade, I'll say it here. So, Jonathan Simmons, right? Yep. I think he's very similar to Ennis, right? Yep. I would have rather us got Terrence Ross than Simmons. Oh, me too. Because Terrence Ross would have been huge. I, I had read that we tried for Ross. For Ross, but they didn't want to do it. And they didn't. Or if they did it, we didn't get the first. It would okay. have been Ross in the second. Uh, okay. So, okay. I think. So, I'll, actually, maybe I, I don't mind that then. Because I, I like picks. Zach Lowe was predicting that trade for like weeks. Fault for Ross. And I mean, to look at it from like the standpoint of not a Sixers fan, that's a pretty damn good trade for the Magic. Like, yeah. That's a really low because risk. They don't care. For a number one overall pick. Like, they don't yeah. really care as much as Good luck as we to do. you, Markel. I'm just exactly. glad that we fucking don't have to deal with you anymore. And but I will like, say, too, I, so I think that first round pick is huge. I think the second, like get, getting a second and a first, ignoring the fact that we got a rotational player. Is more value for Fultz than I would have expected. Than I, I thought would have we could expected. have got. Yeah, um, getting Jonathan Simmons and which pretty much it's a allows cherry you, on top, you know, and that allows you to erase Quirkmaz's uh, minutes. I mean, Quirk he was Miles. essentially thrown in for salary, right? Yeah, so more or less, pretty good throwing. Play exactly. He's yeah. freaky athletic. And I will say this about Jonathan Simmons: he's he's been on Orlando the past two seasons, and he hasn't uh, been the player that he was in San Antonio. But the player he was in San Antonio in that you know Spursian system. He, he thing is though, well, I think, and I think Brett can unlock that. I think it was a function of Orlando just being terrible. Like right. he was just there, kind of, just, kind of just yeah. existing. And I think when he was with the Spurs, he didn't even play like a ton of minutes. But the minutes that he did play were meaningful. Also, you know what I mean? Also, yeah. think of, I think about so. I think it it'll like be this. like that in Philly too. And I think about it like this: when the Spurs, right, you have a team that is creating shots for each other as a system, right? Yeah. In Orlando, you don't even have yeah. a lead guard to create. Throw the, for ball, you. There's no Throw the ball into Vucevic and see what happens. Exactly. That's kind of what that was. Like, you exactly. could punch someone in the face in a Magic game and nobody would know, yeah, except no for the other that. team's fans. <laughs> but um, I think, too, I think, too, that Jonathan Simmons is such a cool basketball story. I don't know if you know, but he... Undrafted, right? Undrafted. He tried out for, like, a summer league or a G League team. It, like, open tryouts, made it. Got the ten day with the Spurs, ended up hanging yep. on. I think he's a really cool story. I'm, I'm glad that we get to have him as a as a Sixer this season. Yeah, absolutely. And I and from the hungry Fultz, from the Fultz perspective, uh, I'm happy he gets a fresh start. I think it was obviously time to move on. We've all we've had these discussions, right? And I think especially now that we have yeah. Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler as free agents this summer, clearing that cap space. Oh, allows nine million next year. That was huge. Yeah, it's very huge in 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 your pursuit to bring them both back. And I think from a Sixers fan perspective, he couldn't have gone to a better team because now we can root for him to like turn it around and be good without having to hate without, him. Like, yeah, 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 I didn't want to hate him because I do kind of feel bad for him. He's right. had a rough go at things. He's still young as shit. Uh, obviously, some weird factors yeah. going on with him all over the place. So I, You don't expect the Magic to be uh, right. knocking us off the, Not, the no. pedestal anytime soon. I just want to add one piece of advice for any listeners out there. When you go ahead and you buy a jersey, make sure you buy it with... Um, with jersey insurance because I'm fucking stuck with a Markel Fultz jersey now. So Bobby, do they really sell jersey insurance? Yeah, you can pay like extra eight bucks or some shit like that, and you can swap it if they get oh, traded. That's you can swap. You could swap it for the player on his new team, 
or a player on the team he got traded That's from. That's interesting. What a brilliant solution to an annoying problem. I'll tell you what, I'm cursed, honestly, because I had Jalu Okafor jersey, then I had the Fultz jersey, so I should just stop buying them, I think, you I know? I think you just got to go with the safe bet and yeah. get yeah. the beat. Yeah. Just go Iverson. <laughs> We're yeah. Iverson. Yeah, yeah somebody yeah. that doesn't even Get play. Moses Malone. Yeah. <laughs> the last basketball jersey I bought was a Monte Ellis Warriors jersey in like 2011. It's he got traded three days later. Oh, it was actually a gift. Shit. I wish I had fucking jersey insurance. I could have swapped for Curry. There you go. Had a now great jersey. From the, and he would have been like original. I know. Yeah. I know. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. So the Grizzlies again active. Trading Shelvin Mack for Tyler Dorsey. Shelvin Mack got waived. Again, another yeah. team's doing another lateral move. Trading Woodard. I don't even know what the hell the point of that is. Why are the Hawks trading anyone? They should just be dumping. T- I don't even know yeah. what they're trying to do. Honestly, the two guys that they should have traded were Dwayne Dedman and Jeremy Lin, and they didn't trade either of them. I guess that's a cool trade for the Grizzlies, rolling the dice on a yeah. young guy maybe. Yeah, I guess the Grizzlies are just like, shit, we'll take a bunch Staying of flyers. Yeah, they yeah. Need, that's what they need. They to are do. doing that. I mean, the they're Grizzlies had tank a, mode now. They had a quietly good uh, deadline. Yeah, they, they, they did. Shed a big contract. at the end exactly. of the day, there's one piece there that matters, and that's Jaron Jackson Jr., Right. So yeah. pretty much everything else, it's just like exactly. they're, they're just, waiting. Let's take some chances. They're just waiting out the Conley happens. deal. Yeah. Yep. And that was, really. How many more years did they shot themselves in the foot? I there. believe it's two. Let me look up that. It might be three. Is it twenty nine million or is it even in the thirties? Like thirty four. I think it's thirties. Thirties. It's terrible. Yeah. So let's see. Thirty. So he's got years. two years. Oh, he's got thirty two next year. Oh, his base salary is thirty next year or thirty this year. Thirty-two next year and thirty-four and a half million over the next two years. That's why he wow. didn't get traded at the deadline. Thirty-seven, but because, I guess you, or sixty-seven. I guess I mean. you can rock with him as your point guard, though. Even in a rebuild, yeah. At least he's, he's not a, like a John a Wall. Good point guard. He's, pr- he's producing. Yeah. Pass first. He's he overpaid, defends. but at least he's still. And they don't have yeah. much other salary. You can just tied rock up. for two years right. of, of of a bad contract. And it's just hard I, to and tank he's with him. Hurt your team. And he's going to hurt you if you're tanking, though. Yeah, yeah. You always have the optionality to um, move him this summer if 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 that's what you're dead set on. True. Because teams right now are – maybe, yeah. You have, like, the buyer-seller market this summer. You can maybe get a more calm down. Listen, let's talk about, you know, Mike Conley for teams that are building, rebuilding their roster. He would be perfect next to Book. Yep. Yeah, I, for sure. And that, that's a team that doesn't have salary strapped on the No, door. not at all. Because they got rid of Ariza, who was their highest-paid player probably. Yeah, close to it. All right, let's go on to the next trade here. So this is the Sixers deal. Yes. Whew, so this one came a couple of days early. A little bit of an early Christmas I'm gift. I'm mad as shit that Woj had to wait until 2.30 a.m. Right. Yeah, why do you asleep. have to drop that in the dead of the night? Yeah. Right. So I just remember waking up and looking at my phone, and like I went on to Twitter, and the first thing I saw was like Tobias Harris. Yeah. And I didn't even believe it. Like I went, I brushed my teeth, and I'm like, what did I just read? And I look at my phone <laughs> hey, again. Hey, you're still I'm groggy. Like, Holy shit, we traded for Tobias Harris. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I didn't even check Twitter in the morning. I just had a, t- a text from one of our friends that just said, Toby. No context, <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" And he didn't answer me for a while, and then I'm on the um, like on the L going to work, and I'm like, "Fuck!" He means Tobias Harris, yeah. who is like my was my second favorite non sixer in the NBA. Yeah, he's a bucket behind Clay, and I couldn't be more excited about this. This just came out of left field. I did not expect this at all. Yeah. So the details of this trade were the Sixers got Tobias, Boban Marjanovic, and Mike Scott in exchange for Mike Muscala, who was then traded to the Lakers. Wilson Chandler, Landry Shamit, two first-round picks, two future second-round picks. So, obviously, hefty price tag. Yeah, I will say I feel I feel as if the Sixers overpaid by by like one thing. Maybe maybe I wish it was only one first-round pick. Maybe I wish yeah you know, we could have at least held one of the seconds. Um, but all that being said, Tobias Harris is very good. Right. Uh, also, Mike Scott and Marjanovic. Particularly Scott for me are good rotational players, yeah. right? I think, like you said, I think it would have been too much if we didn't get Scott or Morjanovic yep. if we only got two yep. of them. But to get both of them, yeah, that's big. To get all three, I think I'm fine with the price right because now, that fills the whole team yeah, out. Because we've been mean? talking all season about we need a bench, we need depth. We need right. depth. It's here now. We have it now. Yeah, and Harris being able to shoot. Makes losing Shamit a lot easier to stomach. Exactly, and you even and with Scott, you even gain more shooting almost, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. For Man, sure. Harris is really just like the ideal basketball player 
to exist next to Embiid and Simmons. Yep. Yep. I like, agree. Literally perfect. Sure. Like the mold that you would build a player out of. It's it's him. So the new look Sixers got one game under their belt. Yep. And it was a win over the oh, Denver man. Nuggets. I mean, so the first comment top in the win. West, right? Yeah, the they first, might be second now. Electric I think they win, man. The first thing we have to notice is, for you know, we talk about the the acquisition of Harris and what that means for like Simmons, Butler, Embiid, Harris together. But how about the space and the uh, the uh, less of a defensive focus it forced them to have on JJ Reddick? Thirty four <sighs> oh, points. Man. He's going to he be electric. He's going to be getting shots with those four on the court. He's going to be getting shots for the rest of the season and into the playoffs yeah. because yeah. you have to you have to put everyone commands respect. Yeah, and it's like you forget about him for a second and he's fucking running around the screen and just put exactly. one in your face. It's like he's like one of the hardest players to guard on a team like that that's deep because when you have to pay so much attention to everyone else and a guy that moves like that like that's such right. high oh, energy. So yeah. let's let's it's talk just so easy second. to lose him. Let's talk for a second. I don't I don't mean to to harp on on Boston. But in terms of matchups, right? Kyrie Irving just tweaked his knee. He's not chasing Redick around, man. So it, and he has to like that's I know, like that's the, gonna the kill him, matchup tire him out. Red. Yeah, on a tweaked knee, running around Embiid and Harris and Simmons screens. Oh, big screens. Yeah, yeah we man. have the biggest fucking team in the world. I love that in the, in how the league has gone small. We just said fuck it, we're gonna go big. And but because we have big but guys like that can big move. guys that yep. can play that style, exactly. which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and 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 in terms of. So our crux so far this season has been uh, guarding opposing guards. Now that you have the switchability and Harris um, on the and the athleticism that he has on the starting lineup, right. and then you have Scott Scott versus Moose. You know he's much more a better defensive athlete. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you're gonna we're gonna just try to smother point. And you guards. can even throw Ennis out there to guard exactly. to stick some Jonathan guards now. Simmons can stick guards. Like that's that's the other than Harris, obviously the biggest upgrade for me with this is like. Uh, Shamit doesn't have to guard wings or point guards now. Yep. Like you throw Ennis out there, and he's a lot more athletic. He's a lot quicker. He's a lot stronger. He can guard, put, give you some some deep defensive yeah. depth. I think I think Simmons too, uh, Jonathan. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I forgot about him. I was looking at the box score. He didn't play. Yeah, but... he, he's questionable tonight. He's been dealing with a uh, not a serious injury while he was. Uh, on Orlando, but like a like a lingering like thigh bruise or something. Thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, now we have a lot of oh, you could take defensive time. firepower. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we don't. I'll no say rush. one thing: we didn't really talk about it. I mean, we said we like the trades and everything, but Ennis, man, I think he is going to prove prove to be a really key piece. He's a good because shooter and he can play D. Yeah. I think something that's a little bit slept on with him too on offense. Because he can shoot, he's a great defender. I think he's got a little, a little bit of playmaker in him. Like he just makes good decisions. I think I don't think he turns yeah, yeah, yeah. the ball over, and I think he's got a little vision. You know what I mean? I, I, See I, that little pass he slipped into Ben on the baseline yes. from the three point line. That was a nice. I pass. think he's a nice player for for Brett's system because I think he a, embraces ball movement. I think a he cuts off the ball, he moves without the ball well, and also he can make that extra yeah. pass once. That's he gets a disappearing skill. Really going yeah. out the ball. Yep. Yeah. Usually, everyone else on our team, we have a lot of ball-dominant guys on our team. Yeah. So, uh, he's a welcome addition in that yeah, regard. for sure. Uh, Moving on? Yeah. I think we can move on. Or, no, let's actually rewind because... <laughs> There's only two left. Right. So, after the trade, Elton Brand supposedly said he's trying to go all in and sign all four guys long-term. And by, by all four, I mean the big four of Embiid, Simmons, Harrison... Butler. Yes. Would you like that move or? Yeah, I mean that's that's the goal you should have. Uh, I won't be heartbroken if Jimmy Butler walks. He's the one that I could you stomach can live, with. live with him yeah, leaving. You can live with. Um, but if Jimmy Butler is all in on on this team and and he's fine with you know his limited shot uh, volume that he'll have playing with uh, three other stars, great because in, in my eyes. The, what's perfect about that is that in a playoff game in the regular season, he can kind of exert his energy on the defensive end. He can pick and, his spots and, too, and yeah. wreck havoc down there for us. And then in the fourth quarter, he doesn't have to you know do so much on offense on the offensive load. And then at the end of games, you can say, "Listen, if you want to, you know, ISO and close the go game, be Jimmy out, Butler go be now. Jimmy yeah. Butler. Mm-hmm. yeah, he only has to do it for eight minutes and not exactly. 36. So I think that's very beneficial. Um, for a guy that you know says he cares about winning, I think I think we're the team to, to do it with. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's we... got to realize that like this is his at this point in his career. This is where yeah. he's got his 
by far his best shot to win. Yep. Yeah. Now, before we go on to the last two trades, Brand seems like he's the anti-Colangelo. Yep. So, uh, he's just wh- making smart moves. Like yeah. Everything he does and says makes sense. Here's the like, difference, right? And he talk, actually is doing listening stuff. Listening to him talk to Mark and Ala the other night, Yeah, he sounded like yeah. he has a, a vision and he's yeah. rocking with it. You know here's, I mean? here's the difference, right? And I think this was proven with the Burner account scandal. I think Colangelo was uh, petrified of criticism. Yes. He was petrified of making a wrong move. Uh, he was, for some reason, very hung up on being compared to his predecessor. Uh but that was El- weird. But Elton came in and he said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make moves." Right, he's said, not I'm afraid of anything. Chance. I'm yeah. Elton and I'm gonna be Elton. Fuck yeah. it, like he's old just, school Chevy yeah. rolling down the block, Love real it. slow. Love <laughs> it. Yeah, for sure. And it seemed like, and also one thing too though that like I don't think it's talked about enough. I don't think any move that Elton makes is just Elton. That is like a, oh, it's a that's a brain Elton. trust. I think they're working collaboratively. I, I think do too. Brown has a ton of say in what happens. I just want I want to point this out too. Because I, I thought it was interesting. I had read in an article, I forget where the hell I read it at, but it, it was it touched on the trade in the off season on draft day when we traded back to acquire the Miami twenty twenty one and um Zaire for uh Bridges. The uh the reasoning behind that, supposedly Brett didn't want to do it. Supposedly Brett was gonna overturn it. If you remember, he had kind of the final say. Yeah, right. Uh but he decided to listen to the advisors and the reasoning was that that first round pick we might not ever have a high pick again mm-hmm. you know during this yeah. run of Sixers basketball so you have to take the guy with the highest upside which is Zaire and you get that pick which ultimately led to led to Tobias none Tobias. of this happens without that trade so happened. anybody who had something bad to say on draft night when we made that trade yeah. fuck you because now we have <laughs> Tobias Harris exactly <laughs> okay wow, I, never, I didn't even make that connection but yeah that's a good point yeah that's a really good point and then Zaire is obviously Still in the mix. Yeah, he, absolutely. He's going to be electric when he comes back. I don't think this season, but after a full yeah. offseason next year, Zaire yeah, Smith gonna is going to awesome. be a badass yeah, yeah. on the defensive end of the ball, and I think his shot is going to develop, and he is going to be a damn good and, player. Yeah, dude, do, do you see all the um, like those back screens for alley oops that we call oh, for Jimmy Butler yes, and Ben yes. Simmons? He's going to be oh, catching yeah, yeah. those and converting Zaire. those all day. Yeah, yeah. I saw a video of him shooting at practice the other day. Yep. He looked like he's putting weight back on, like all that weight he lost from the too, illness too. or the Hopefully, allergy yeah. or whatever. I had actually talked to um, the one guy that tweeted out the video, and I asked him how he looked in person. Um, Weight-wise, because, you know, the talk was that he was going to be, you know, he lost 50 pounds. You know what I mean? He said that he looks, at least, you know, from his untrained eye, uh, you know, a good build, putting weight back on. I think one thing, too, with him that, like, you can look at, because, like, ultimately, I think TJ is going to be gone, you know, probably whenever his contract's up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think... Zaire could probably even play a little one if you needed him to, defending point guards. And, yeah, you know, he seems versatile. Ben will probably be handling the ball for the most part, but yeah, I think Zaire right. could probably stay in front of point guards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, I think he's the guy so I think he offers that can you guard them. Defensive versatility guarding, you know, one through three, which yeah. is that's pretty, you know, important. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for Zaire. I, yeah. I hope we get a taste of him this year. Um, I wouldn't be heartbroken. But I won't be heartbroken if we don't. I understand. Because I also would really like if we didn't get a taste of him this year and he came out, you know. Because that's fresh. After a full season and he came out rocking. Like, he looked great next year. That would be awesome. That would be sick. That would be really awesome. So, I mean, like that, like our whole spiel, this whole entire podcast has been depth. Yeah. And now we have depth and he just adds to it. And he would just add to it. Exactly. So, hopefully, like you said, that that way he comes back and and he – Becomes a good player. Now let's let's round out this list. So we've got the Nets and the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors sent Greg Monroe and a 2021 second round pick to the Nets for cash considerations. Yeah, that's that's essentially um, solid deal for the Nets because they're making they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and that's they, just another body. They paid for a second and they probably just take a contract out of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's my team of the future that the doesn't Nets. get enough love. Yeah, the yeah. Nets are damn good. D'Angelo Russell is a beast. I like absolute beast a ton as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Dinwiddie, they, yeah, they're pretty good. That was yeah, a, a Allen is a great defender. A smart yep. resign blocked everyone. Jared Allen, Dinwiddie contract yeah. makes sense. Oh yeah, Jared Allen's good. Yeah, I could see them. And even that the, that European kid is pretty good because Musa is that Zan and Musa? Yeah, I know you're talking about. And then about. the Kuroks. So they were the, two good picks. Yeah, so they're obviously behind us, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee. But yeah. I don't like anybody uh, I don't else think in the East. Making of, any noise this year, yeah. but I'm just saying, go like in the future. They're I mean, they're prospects for the future. I think one team yeah. to look at them surpassing is Indiana. 
Because yeah. I, I don't know if they'll ever put enough around Oladipo. I also don't no. know. They have a tough decision coming up. Like, what is their future with their big men in Miles Turner and Sabonis? Europe? Yeah, Sabonis. Because they don't really coexist. They can't really coexist. I think Sabonis has kind of made himself coexist, but I think Sabonis is. I think he's almost suppressed there. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he could thrive somewhere else. Yeah. Okay, so the last move we've kind of already hinted at it, but the Sixers agreed to swap seconds with the, with the Rockets in twenty twenty one. No brainer, great for trade. James Ennis. Great trade. Uh, yep. Kind so of surprising me for the need, Rockets. Like, yeah. Why are the Rockets? They wanted that from guy him? Daniel House. Remember they had the Daniel him House. To acquire, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget who, but they were. I, I know they were upset about that because the legal office was closed. Like they they should have been able to keep House <laughs> to begin with, and the legal office was closed, so they couldn't. Um, they had to wait and hope that he cleared waivers to get him back. Yeah. But, I mean, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I'll take him. For sure. Yeah, because like, we've already talked about Ennis's impact on defense and giving us depth. So, just swapping seconds. I mean, honestly, who really yeah. gives a shit? No. Okay. Me. So, we just obviously walked through all the trades from trade deadline week. Uh, it was about 20 of them. Who are... The two or three teams that come to mind when you think of like the biggest winners. I think the biggest winners are the powerhouses in the East, by far. Uh, Toronto, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. I agree. Um, outside of that, I would say you know like the Grizzlies made a lot of a couple of smart moves, moves but, but I think they were moves that you know overall probably helped their franchise a little bit. Yeah, doesn't set them back at all. Leaves some optionality open. I would have I would have liked them to move on from Conley. I think just because I'm. I, easier said than done with easier, that salary. But it's easier said than done when you look at the salary, exactly. Um, how about you? I would take out the Raptors and add the Clippers. Because I think the Clippers You're position right. themselves really well. They had an incredible deadline, they, actually. They, had, yeah. they shed a lot of salary. They got a couple of role players. They positioned themselves really well to land, if not KD, at least somebody. Uh, so, yeah, I think I would go Sixers, Bucks, Clippers. Like Maybe that. not in that order, but those three. Uh, if we had to do biggest losers, I honestly Celtics. think I would say the Celtics yeah. for not doing anything. I think the, the Sixers big winner. I think the Grizzlies were a big winner just yeah. to clear Gasol and you know get some younger so guys. So many to of these teams with. are are so many years away that these are just like yeah. foundation yeah, yeah, yeah. moves. Exactly. But I think so that got them vital. going in the right direction. The Grizzlies. Yeah. I wouldn't put them, I guess, as like a, a huge winner because it wasn't huge deals, but yeah. like they're going the right direction. But Maybe, I agree with you, Clippers, man. Maybe honorable mention Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a team Kings. that's hunting to make the playoffs and get their young guy, I you think know, they're going to make it. I think they're going to make it. I agree. So do I. I also I like Barnes their coach a lot. Them. I think they have a good, actually, a good, a good coach that really knows what he's doing with that team. And Yeager. Pull up the standings real quick because I'm, I, I'm really hoping. Are they that, in seventh right now, the Kings. I'm really hoping that the Lakers miss it because I think that would just be hilarious. Yeah, I agree. I'd be shocked though down the stretch if they do. So the Clippers are eighth. Spurs are seventh. Kings nine. Kings Lakers nine. Jazz. Like, there's a real chance they missed no, the playoffs. No, they can, yeah. The, the Clippers will fall out of it because they just dealt Harris, and I think he was the main reason and they why dealt they dealt Bradley. Running. Yeah. And, yeah, right. Um, yeah, they're dumb for it. So it's, it's, you know, Kings versus Lakers, man. Because I think the Jazz and Spurs, I think Spurs are seventh, Jazz are sixth. After that, it's Rockets, Blazers, Thunder, Nuggets, Warriors. They're all locked. Yeah, right? yeah that's five pretty much well, I, I think set. it's really the Kings and Lakers fighting for the eighth seed. Eighth, yeah. Yeah. And at this Which point, is that some like early two thousands beef, right? Yeah, Stoyakovich Weber, beef with uh, Kobe, Shaq and Kobe yeah. for sure, for sure. Now there are other teams that you would expect to have made some moves to set up like tanking or to set up. I think like the, the Hawks are didn't make purgatory. enough moves. I'm the, surprised the, they didn't make a move to get better. Yeah, yeah. I'm really surprised. Timberwolves are really lacking a sense of direction at this point in time. Yeah, they don't I really think. like. They have a couple good pieces, but. I mean, when Cat or you can't get any worth Wiggins as your second best player. Cat is like way like they're pulling at fucking Pelicans. They are. Cat is way too good to have like nobody at I all. I think Wiggins is is what what, what hurts them, them because he's got a big contract. They and paid I, Wiggins, and like it seems was... like they're like still rocking with him. I would be doing anything I could to trade him. Yeah, I don't know. Me too. I I think they have to know that in the he's back a of problem. their minds. I think yeah. I think behind closed doors they have to know that. Yeah. Um. But you can't find somebody to take him. Like, somebody would. Somebody would have to, I, I feel like. But his contract the, is bad. So that deal you just did, after, the the deal um Washington and Chicago just did for Otto Porter, you should have tried to do something like that. With, right. You with, could definitely yeah. get so – There's there are definitely teams out there with space that can afford – because, like, does Wiggins make you good enough to where it ruins a tank? No. No. Because no. he's, so, not, he's not the type of guy who is really doing anything on offense. Yeah. Like right. That. 
that's what I mean. So like the the Knicks, He's the fits Bulls, yeah. the Cavs. He's a role player, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Wiggins like, is probably like the, the most Cavs. overrated player of yeah. like this. You know who Wiggins is, and, and I know they're different positions, but like guys like like. I'm surprised that Andrew Wiggins isn't a Charlotte Hornet, right? Like Nick Batum. That's yeah, who, like, like, Wiggins reminds Michael me killed, of. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Like, those, like, guys that are just, like, they're good enough to be in the NBA, but they're not really anything like, yeah. in terms of, like, their role, right? They don't, they're not good enough at any one thing exactly. to help you. But they're just good enough to get paid. They have enough upside they're to get paid. They're athletic as shit. Yeah. They, if Wiggins they throw down could put, a fancy Wiggins dunk every once in a while. put together, like, better decision-making and skills and paired with his athleticism and body, he would be a freak. Yeah. Outside of outside of that though, one team that little, like I said, a little surprised the Hawks wanted a little more active in selling assets. Yeah, you would think. You, you think you know a team that's you know pretty obviously tanking, um, building around Trey Young. You, those yeah. expiring deals, man. Those expiring vets. Get rid of them and get something. I think the Hornets standing pat was interesting because like they're making a push to get like a seven or eight seed, and they didn't really add anybody. I thought maybe yeah. they would have. They're captured. They don't really have anything to yeah. deal. It's like Zeller, Kamiski, Gilchrist. Like they have a very. I'm really, 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 really excited to see what they do with Kemba because Shh, they they should want to. Yeah. But if he doesn't want to come back. Man, Kemba on a new team would be exciting. See, I, 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 I feel so bad for him wasting away there. Yeah, supposedly he's very loyal to to Charlotte. It seems though. that way. Yeah. yeah, it seems like he's a Charlotte boy. I, I would love for for Ooh, Kemba to go to San Antonio. That's my dream. Kemba um, with Pop. That's oh, my man. dream landing spot for Kemba. But yeah, I could get, I could get interesting. That would be a nasty combo. Now the Knicks, like the Lakers, most of their moves or all their moves really centered around making them able to sign. Big free agents. Yep. And we talked about this last week after the Porzingis deal. If they don't get KD and Kyrie, are they fucked? Um, if they can get one of them, I'll say they have a a, a chance. Oh, if they only get one, it has to be KD, right? Yeah. Are we talking yes. Knicks? Yeah. Yes, because if they just get Kyrie, Kyrie they're, is a player that they're, they're still around. not as good as the Celtics. I think even if yep. they get neither, right? Say, you know, you're the Knicks. You still got Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, and if you draft, you know, one of Williamson and Reddish. But where does that put you against the powerhouses of the East? The future's bright still. Um, I don't know. It doesn't put you anywhere yeah, with them, but I'm saying it doesn't put you in a bad position like they've been in. You know it what I mean? It depends what their timeline is. I know. I know. Because they still have money, you the know? The Knicks are probably saying, listen, like, the dream here is to try to get Zion and Durant. Yeah, yeah, um, obviously. But if you just get Zion, you're not mad. Yep. Because you have Zion and a lot of money in your pockets so for the next summer. Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of Knicks fans would disagree. Well, because Knicks fans are idiots and have no patience <laughs> and want to win the title every year. You need to fucking put, you know, a little yeah. patience, a little time together. You know, like our man Bob Sam Hankey did. This week. Right. I just, I just don't get, I just don't really get Knicks fans. I feel like their expectations every year are like we're going to sign three free agents and win the finals. But like that's not the mold to win a win a championship. Yeah, that hasn't really ever worked. You can't go from bad to good in one year and win. Like you gotta, you gotta work for a couple years. There's steps that have. You gotta go through it. You know what I mean? I'm with you, man. Yeah, because you can't build. I think if they get Zion, that's a win. If you get Zion and no one else, and you're a Knicks fan, you should be smitten. Zion in the Garden. Would, would, Zion would in electric. the garden is yeah. is electric, yes. Fucking blocking three pointers. Because I think people said after the game. No, he said coach said no threes. <laughs> <laughs> I love him too because like he's absolutely unreal, freak athlete, so smart, and he's like the most just like humble, well spoken kid ever. His voice, like, he just gets it. I feel like he so is like right. so mature for his age. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, he seems I, like it. I feel like he's very like grounded. Like he, he knows that like, he's a legend. Yeah, that's why. Like a part of me, like, I know Zion in the Garden would be awesome. But a part, of, like I like him, and I want to. You like don't him. want him to be a Nick. I, like, ah, I don't know if I want him to like, be a Nick. I would love Zion as a Cav. I would love Zion as like a Phoenix Sun. Yep. Uh, I would love him in a lot of places. I don't want him to be a Nick. Yeah, I guess it's really probably down to Chicago, Cleveland, New York, and Phoenix. Like going back to the Phil- the Sixers perspective. Imagine this scenario, right? KD and Kyrie, Kyrie leaves the Celtics, so they're kind of the bottom falls out of them. Does he go to LA? Hopefully, that's that's what I'm yeah, getting yeah, at. Yeah. So he he walks and goes to whatever Lakers, Clippers, whatever. KD goes goes to the Clippers or stays in Golden State, doesn't go to the Knicks. The Knicks end up with like Boogie Cousins and yeah, not even Boogie Cousins. I'm saying they end up with having to draft Barrett oh. and get no big free agents, so they are still terrible. The Celtics yeah. fall apart. This could shape up really well for the Sixers if we. It has a chance to be hilarious all season. Thing is though, for the Knicks, like if they get one of Williamson, Reddish, or Barrett, I think it's a win probably. 
I think all three of them are going to be studs. I'll, I'll still laugh I think, at them. I think Reddish and Barrett have less of an impact immediately, though, especially if they uh, go to a team that isn't ready to compete, yeah. right? Like, I think if... Yeah, when they're forced to be the guy yeah, right yeah. out of the shoot because yeah. they don't have KD or Kyrie. Right. Part of me... Like, the, if one of them goes to Atlanta... like Part of me, have, though, the more I've watched this Duke team this season, I, Reddish has been growing on me just because of his shooting. Yep. He brings a, a level of shooting that is just... If he can play, if NBA he can find ready, himself, you know what I mean? if he can find himself in a scenario where he's playing on a team that isn't asking him to like be a you know a star yeah. right away and just fit in, play off the ball. I think whoever takes him though might put him on the ball a lot as like a try to unlock like some a, potential a point guard. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Because honestly, it's weird with those four freshmen. Like all four of them could play point if you want. They, Obviously, yeah, you for use the betterment Jones, of the team, you use Jones yeah. because he's a true point guard. But like all three of them. Have that like playmaking, bring the ball up In ability. The, right. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like every player just kind of does anymore. It has to has to be has, like a six six at least yeah. who could play point guard and, and shoot. especially when you're playing under Coach yeah. K, he has you know a system of system in place, yeah. so, you know, in an order that you follow almost. Yeah. yeah, but either way, I'm fully prepared to laugh at the Knicks come yeah. come next Screw season and laugh at the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics and watch. LeBron's Laker playing burst in the flames yeah. as the Clippers sign KD. I just want to see everybody but the Sixers uh, burn, baby. Come on. Clip, uh, KD, KD and Kawhi to, to the Clippers, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would Imagine be amazing. that if they go to the Clippers and just steal the fucking LA shine from LeBron. That'd be hilarious. Jerry, Jerry West it. fucks the Lakers. I need that to happen. Because that... that um, Shane's, we can save, save it for another episode. I said that. You should have saw that. that smile that went on Shane's face when we proposed that. All right. I think that about All does right. it, guys. All right. Until next time.